Welcome in to the Knife Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Evans, and this is the first, very first episode. So I'm just going to give you a rundown on how hopefully these episodes, sort of the structure of these, ep- how these episodes will go, and then we'll get right into it. So generally, we're going to be reviewing a pocket knife, and so we'll just give you the stats, the steel materials, finishes, dimensions, designers, all that sort of stuff. Then I'll give you my impressions and how I, what I like about it and what I don't like about it. And then we will run through the Nick Chabaz Excellent Pocket Knife Checklist. This is a checklist created by Nick Chabaz. And supposedly, if you meet all the requirements... On this checklist, you have created yourself a Nick Shabazz gem. So, we'll run through this and see how it stacks up against the checklist. Alrighty, let's just get right into it. So, today we're going to be reviewing the Spyderco Techno 2. Um, this is a $214.50 um, knife, so it's definitely not cheap. The handle is a uh, titanium stonewash. Um, the steel is CTS XHP. The blade finish is, well, is a bit complicated. So on Blade HQ, it's just, they just say it's a stonewash. But as I see it, it is a mirror stonewash because I can completely see myself in its reflection, but there is a stone wash to it. It's it's a it's really a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. There you go, Nick Shabazz. Anyways, the lock is just a standard reeve integral lock, also known as a frame lock. Um, very very well put together. Just beautiful lock up here. Very authoritative. The complete length. Folded out is six inches. The blade length is two point five five inches. The blade thickness is one point. Uh, no, <laughs> that'd be way too thick. Um, the blade thickness is point one three inches. So, not terribly thick, but definitely not terribly thin. It is much thinner than the original Techno. Which was about twice this thick, I believe. The blade style is a sheep's foot. I'd, I'd sort of class it as a modified sheep's foot. But Blade HQ classes, at it, classes it as just a sheep's foot. It is a saber grind. The folded length is 3.44 inches. The handle width, or height, as I would say. Yeah, I think it's the handle height. That's 1.25, no, 1.125 inches. Handle thickness is 0.5 inches. So definitely not a slim knife. You're definitely gonna feel it in your pocket. Now the weight is 3.4 ounces, so definitely not very light for its size. It has a wire clip, Spyderco's standard wire clip, it is in the tip-up 
configuration and ambidextrous mounting. As we'll see later on, the knife itself is not terribly well suited for ambidextrous. It is mostly a right-handed knife. The designer is... Let's see if I can get this right. Marcin Swish. It looks like Markin Slyzes. He's a Polish guy. He has designed three other knives for Spyderco. He's designed the Swish Buoy, the Spyderco Spidey Chef, and the Techno One. This is a second iteration of the Techno. And definitely, I think that they've just stepped it up in every, nearly every way possible. It is made in the Spyderco Taichung Taiwan factory. Um, generally considered to be the best Spyderco factory in terms of fit and finish. And so that, that, that definitely shows here. This is a just beautiful, beautiful knife. With one exception. Um, uh, aesthetically speaking. Um, now we'll go into what I do and don't like about this. So the ergonomics, they're fine. They're, they're pretty average for a knife in this size. I can get four fingers onto it. I have um, I wear large large size gloves, um, but comfortably when I'm like actually using it, I'll get about three fingers on it, and I'll have my pinky hanging dangling off. Um, I've attached a lanyard to mine, um, and my pinky rests quite comfortably on the lanyard bead, so it's it's a fairly comfortable knife. There is a hot spot where the pocket clip. Um, is atta attaches to the blade, but that's to be expected with the wire pocket clips. Um, the build quality, top notch, just amazing. I, I could not ask for better. It definitely is just solid. It's Spiderco categorizes it as in their little big knives section, or um, not section, but. I don't know. You guys know what I mean. The, they're little big knives. Um, it's built like a tank. It is not a. It is not going to fall apart. <laughs> this is a knife that is just. I. I cannot. I cannot. I have no words to express how amazingly built this knife is. It is just the ti solid titanium handles. Um, titanium standoffs. I'm not sure what the hardware is. And then I believe a titanium pocket clip. Um, phosphor bronze washers. I forgot to mention that. The um, pivot system is phosphor bronze washers. And just build quality is top notch. Fit and finish, quite good. Um, the, the, there were no fit and finish issues coming from the factory. The stonewash will tend to snail trail over time. It does pick up fingerprints fairly easily. Um, but that's, that's to be expected with a stonewash. Um, Nick Shabazz says that the um, Sleesh Bowie stonewash is less likely to pick up fingerprints and snail trails because it's a bit different. So the Swish, swish Bowie Handle scales are rounded off. They milled them to be rounded. These are flat slab scales. So 
that is the difference with Swish Booty. When it was made, it was originally $100 more than this knife, and it definitely shows. It for sure shows in the Swish Booty because it's a mirror stone wash on the blade and the titanium scales. They're rounded, but it's not made anymore. It's, I've seen them on eBay for $800. It's abysmal how, how expensive they got, they've gotten. Righto. Um, ease of disassembly. Very, very good. Just um, one, two, three screws per side. It's a T8 bit, I believe. And you are good to go. This is that they use one single size bit for every single screw, which is a, a little touch, but is definitely very, very nice. And fortunately, Spyderco has corrected their warranty to allow for disassembly, which is very, very good. Because the one ugly thing about this knife is the standoffs are green. And they're not just a forest green or something nice and calm. They are an acid zombie green. It is absolutely abysmal. Really just terrible. So I just factored that into the price of the price of getting a 3D printed backspacer off of Etsy into the price of the knife. So with that all in, it this thing is going to cost you around $240 instead of 214 And I would definitely recommend it. There's a maker who 3D prints it. I, I got a glow-in-the-dark blue backspacer and definitely a very, very good use of that money. And it just improves the look of the knife by 300%. It, I do not know what Spyderco was thinking when they put those acid green backspacers, or standoffs rather, on the knife. Abysmal. Overall look, other than that, very, very good. Super duper neat. Just very nice. Very, very nice. It's just, of course, it's hard to convey over a podcast, but I really like the look of this. Practicality. Mm, it's a $200 knife, or in this case, $240 knife, if you count in the backspacer. I'm not going to be beating this up. This is my general everyday carry now. I used to carry a Griptilian 555-1. It's the sheep's foot with the round hole. Uh, but it's the Dash 1 series, so it's got the 20CV blade, G10, it's the premium version of the Griptilian, or mini grip rather. But practicality of this, it's a very good, I mean, it's pretty slicey. It's, it's, it's not the sliciest thing on earth, I've seen much slicier blades, but it, 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 it works. This is definitely, I would consider this a bit more pocket jewelry. That, 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 that's 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 putting it very harshly, though. I use this knife all the time to open up packages, boxes, cut up food, spread butter, all that stuff. It is amazing for. But you're you're not going to be batoning with this. You're, and at a two hundred dollar knife price point, I'm not going to be scraping paint off some something with it. 
I, I want to keep it looking nice. But, so, it's fairly practical. Um, if, if, if you, if you want to keep it pristine, you wouldn't be smashing it around and scraping, scraping things or whatnot. Anyways, so, that is my part of the review. Now we will hold it up to Nick Shabazz's excellent pocket knife checklist. This ought to be fun. Basic requirements. Secure lockup on locking knives. Very secure. This is beautiful. It feels rock solid. Well, again, I'll... Just beautiful. Reasonable lockup percentage. 20 to 80%. It locks up at a 50% looks like 50% even, which is the ideal. What's what, it's what, as a knife maker, you shoot for is 50%. So, definitely meets that requirement. Edge cannot be touched when closed by any hands. Um, this is, you can't touch it. On some knives, the, you can, the edge of the knife comes so close to the, um, back or end of the knife that you can feel the edge. This, not, not at all. Tip is covered and not touchable and closed, definitely. Adequate detent for safety. Ah, yes, I did not. Um, I didn't uh, comment on the detent. Uh, this is very solid detent. Probably, I, I can't shake it open. As hard as I try. That, 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 that's not me. That, that's, that's not the uh, knife jingling. That's uh, my necklace. Don't worry. It's not rattly. So, very good detent. Knife will not fire slash open out accidentally in the pocket. Nope, detent is too much too good for that. Sharpened edge doesn't hit backspacers and standoffs. Nope, they've definitely made sure that the standoffs are clear of the edge. And that's to the point where you can put a, a aftermarket backspacer over the standoffs and still nothing. It's completely clear. No horizontal or vertical blade play with smooth action, for sure. Zero blade play in any any direction. Blade is centered when closed. Blade centering is absolutely perfect. No unintended gaps or voids between parts and spacers. Absolutely. Everything is just very, just tolerances were out of this world. I, I, I'm really digging this knife. Original design, not an homage of an existing knife. Um, I'm going to count this as an original design because, for one thing, Spyderco made, uh, made the first, um, the first, let me quit saying, um, <laughs> uh, Spyderco made the first Techno, so it's not like they're going off of a different company's design, and this is different enough that it, it, I would, it's, anybody could recognize it as not the Techno 1, because it's, blade stock, for one thing, is not pry bar blade stock, it, it's a completely different blade shape, handle shape's different, just, it's, yeah, definitely, not an homage, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's not. Blade-related issues, stock thickness is reasonable for intended use and size. Yes, I want to say yes, it's 
okay on this. Some people, this is not, as I've said, this is not the sliciest knife. Some people will take issue with the thic this thickness of the blade stock. So take that in mind. It's not a thin, it's, n it's not going to slice like your Delica or your Manix or anything like that. It's, but it's, they, they, they intended it to be that way. They intended it to feel like a bank bolt that you cannot destroy this. Um, ground thin enough behind the edge to cut well. Yes, that is something they did. It is fairly thin behind the edge. I do not have that stat with me. But looking at it, it is quite thin behind the edge. I can slice tomatoes with this. It is very nice. Sharpening choil, good. Um, yes, I think this is a plunge grind. And it's 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 fine. It Spiderco has issues with this, but they've done fairly well. They've done fairly well on the techno. The plunge grind is okay. I could I could ask for more, but it's okay. So I'm gonna mark that off, and and in the end we'll count up all the marks that we have. So. Sharpening choil, eh, I could ask for better, so mark that off. Any fuller edges are smooth and not crap collecting. No fuller, um, no protruding hardware in the slicing path. <coughs> it's a good steel, I'll, I'll go into the steel after this. Um, steel durability and rust resistance is suitable for intended use, yes. Length just below, or rather than just above legal lines. This is one place where it does not shine. It is a two point, just check again. I believe it's a 2.55 inch blade. Yes, and legal lines, there's like two, two inches, 2.5 inches, three inches, 3.5 inches. This comes in just a hair above the legal line and that's that's a depending on how much the cop likes you you may or may not get away with it yeah, I mean yeah they, they could have done better Sh shaving off that 0.05 inches that it would not have hurt at all but yeah so mark that off ergonomics and gription no sharp edges on non-blade edge parts of the knife. Nope, everything is chamfered and smoothed out very, very well. Just beautiful. Chamfers on edges of scales and opening holes. The, yes, it is amazing. I got a dragonfly, and the, cham the inside of the hole was abysmally sharp. It was nearly sharper than the blade. That That is a bit of hyperbole, but it was bad. I had to take a... Uh, file to it, a rat tail file, and file it down, file those edges, because it was, it was slicey where you're trying to opening it. Little to no hot spot from the clip. Uh, yep, yeah, uh, I'd, I'd say it, it passes there. It's, 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 not, it's not a terribly large hot spot, it's just a little bit. I'm going to give it a pass there. Enough texture that it's not slippery when wet slash oily. I have fairly sweaty hands, and it, it, it's, it locks in there quite well. It's got a bit of a finger groove, yeah, slash the scallop for the opening hole. Uh, that's one thing I forgot to mention, is the, the opening hole, 
is really only accessible from the for a right-hander. While you can reverse the pocket clip, it's it's got the Spyderco deal where they slice down part of the titanium scale on the show side, so you can get your thumb in there to the so the basically all the hole is visible from one side, but so that they can have the frame lock, they can't do that, and so it's only accessible from one side very well. I suppose if with a bit of gymnastics you could slide your thumb in there. Ugh, there, there we go. But not. It's pretty bad for lefties. They're they're sort of left out in the dark. Uh, but still, no hot spots from sharp corners of lock bar slash frame. Enough texture. Yep. Um, no jumping direct directly under the flipper tab or handle. Uh, there is no jump. There's no flipping ta flipper tab, and there's no jumping directly under the handle. So that's good. Um, action and deployment. Deployment. No Teflon, PTFE, or plastic washers. Smooth opening. Ah, that that's something I've forgot to mention. It is just beautifully smooth. It, this is just a joy to use. It just it's glassy. And if, if you take the lock bar friction off of the blade, it is just fall shut. It is beautiful. Uh, that, that's something that I just love about this knife. The acid watch texturing and coating does not affect ac action. Yes, that is true. I believe that they took little stickers or something to keep the where the washers rub on the blade from being stonewashed, and it is beautiful. It, it does not affect the action at all. Detent is tuned for easily and reliable deployment. It might be a little bit hard for some people. I find it to be perfect. Choice of washers and bearings matches intended use. For sure, this is supposed to be an EDC knife, and I've found that washers can, uh, I mean bearings, can pick up lint. Yeah, they're a bit more high maintenance. This is and they wouldn't give the same feeling of solidity, if that's a word, just solidness that the washers give in this knife. Easy to slide in and out of the pocket. Yep, definitely. Smooth texture underneath clip contact region, for sure. Enough clip ramp to slide over thicker pocket material. Yep, Spyderco's wire clips do this beautifully. Clip maintains contact with the handle, not tappy, for sure. It, it, as I tap the clip, it's not dropping down. It always maintains contact with the handle when you're not having it when it's not in your pocket. You can pull it away, and it snaps back. Good angle and can't for side pocket carry. Eh, that's fine. It's it's mediocre there. It's just straight down. It's gonna hang pretty much straight down. It's not canted to sort of shy away from the rest of the contents of your pocket. It just hangs straight down, so I'll give it a mark out on that. Where's my pen? Good ride height with texture for extraction. Yes, so it doesn't have texture for extraction, but it, it rides high enough that you can easily grab it out of your pocket. 
and if you add a lanyard, which for some reason I like this, most people hate it. The the Techno 2 over the original Techno favored the lanyard hole over the pocket clip. The original Techno had the pocket clip attached at the apex of the handle, while this one moved the pocket clip down and the lanyard hole up to the apex. I like it. It carries just as well for me, and I, I'm a bit of a lanyard guy, especially on smaller knives. I like it. Some people hate it. Um, I'll let you guys decide. But where was I? Good, yep, good right height with texture for extraction, flipper tab, yep, no, no flipper tab. Tip up carry option. Knife designed for easy disassembly and maintenance, true. Non proprietary screws and pivot. Use Torx or Hex, please. Screws are captive on one side and don't spin freely, yep. Any free spinning screws are tooled on both sides, yep. Disassembly friendly thread locker is used. Yes, it, it was a blue thread locker, I believe, when I took this apart. And it was not too thick. Maybe it was a white thread locker that wasn't too thick. It, I didn't have issues taking it apart. The part, that's really all that matters. Screw sides, screw heads of sufficient size for use greater than T6, for sure. They use T8. Screw heads are of su sufficient depth for reliable use. Extras are provided for any truly consumable parts. There are no consumable parts. Warranty. Um, I have not had any experience with the Spyderco warranty, so I'm not going to comment very much on it. Um, the warranty it does not expire. Um, they don't need the warranty card or proof of purchase. Disassembly does not void the warranty, except when improper disassembly itself caused the problem. And warranty service is not used to replace quality control. <coughs> Benchmade. <coughs> Benchmade. <coughs> Sorry, I had a bit of a cough there. Logistics and purchasing. Easily f available for production pieces. Yes. I just got this off Blade HQ. You can get it off at pretty much any knife dealer. Any reputable knife dealer, I should say. And we're nearly to the end. Ongoing production rather than limited edition. Yes. Clear way to purchase. Pre-orders rather than drops. Yes. Pricing in line with similar knives from competitors. Yes. This. Some people think, think it's a little expensive. Coming off of Benchmade, I'd say this is a great value for what you're getting. It, it might be a little bit on the pricey side, but I really like it. it it's, in, it's in the same price range of the Spidey Chef, and like it, it's a bit nicer than the Spidey Chef in some ways, because this blade finish on the Spidey Chef is just the machined. This is the mirror stone wash. The lock bar on the Spidey Chef was a bit thinner. This is this is thicker. It feels more solid. This is ZTS XHP. That's LC200N. I th I'm not sure whether... I haven't looked up whether which cuts more. Um, I know CTS XHP in Cedric and Ada's sizal rope cut tests with a mirror V-edge that I believe was 17 degrees cut 
So this cut 295 times. I'll get back to you on what LC200 did. But the great thing about LC200 in is it won't rust. Anyways. Um... MAP pricing in line with silver live from competitors. If MAP pricing is universally universally enforced for all sellers, I believe so. Every everybody except Spider Spider Co. If you buy directly from them, you're gonna pay a premium. But if you pay from if you buy from Blade HQ, Knife Center, DLT Trading, it, it's all the same prices. Clear and accurate country of origin information, for sure. Consistent quality control within and across shipments. This is something that the Taichung factory does extremely well. Quality control is out of this world. I've, As I've said, I've been carrying a bunch of Benchmades lately, and their quality control is, may I say, abysmal. They've, they make great knives. They make great knives, but oh, quality control is just not there. Hopefully they're getting better. Hopefully. Reasonable and pronounceable word-based name. Yes. Knife name will not become People's Exhibit A. So this is sort of referring to, like, Cold Steel's habit of naming things like Broken Skull, Skull Crusher X, Z Hunter, Terrorist Killer, stuff like that. Yep, so it's definitely not a creepy, stabby name. All symbols and words are very carefully considered, for sure. And bonus points. Detent ball ramp for smoother closures. This does have a detent ball ramp. It definitely has it, and you can feel it. I have some knives where they don't have a detent ball ramp, and you can, it's a little bit, snap. Push, snap. This is just, it, it's almost seamless. It just, smooth. Ceramic detent ball. I could not get information on this. When I took it apart, it looked ceramic, but don't quote me on that. Crowned rounded spine. Yes, it does have that. Going the extra mile details and finishing and design. For sure. Knife is fully ambidextrous. No. You're, you're not going to get the same experience if you're left-handed. The same experience if you're left-handed. I'm sorry, folks. All my lefty friends out there, you're left out in the dark. Kind of. It's not as bad as some, but I'm going to give it a mark for that. Clip is configurable for left-hand carry as well, for sure. Transparency about the factories used. Yes, extra hardware and parts are available for sale. I'm not sure. I have not looked this up. But if, if you contacted Spyderco's warranty service, I'm sure that if you stripped out a screw, they'd be happy to replace you. Uh, replace one. For, for a price, of course. I mean, you're not going to be asking for free stuff. Same greater than T6 screw head used on all fasteners, for sure. Tools for disassembly and maintenance are provided. No, they're not. you got to get your own tools. Evidence of sense, hum sense of humor in design or naming. Um, not really. Just Techno 2. That's, yeah. Addresses a specific legal or functional need. Um, not really. It's, it's not a need. I mean, but it scratches an itch. The itch of 
somebody who likes small knives and really, really wants something that feels like you're carrying a that is like a solid bank vault tank. It's amazing. I love it. Okay, so it only got one, two, three, three marks. The, the, those those last things that it didn't include, I'm 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 not I'm not including those as marks since they're just bonus points and they're not that important to me. The ambidextrous thing is also a bonus point, but it's bad enough. I've gotten yeah, lefties are are kind of left out in the dark, so I'm going to still mark it. So yes, three points, three minus points. Nick Shabazz has did not include this on his gem list. I'm a little bit torn up about that. Nick Shabazz is my hero, but he didn't like this, and I love this. <laughs> Anyways, CTSXHP. So I'll just give you a quick rundown on the composition. So in percents, carbon is 1.6%, vanadium 0.45%, 16% chromium, 0.8% molybdenum, 0.5% manganese, 0.35% nickel, um, just trace amounts of phosphor and trace amounts of sulfur, and 0.4% silicon. And as I've said before, the Cedric and Ada sizal rope cut tests, Pete cut 295 times before it would not reliably slice paper. So definitely, definitely just solid for an EDC knife. You're, you're you're good to go. Um, the Knife Informer ranking out of 10. It ranks... Knife Informer has a little chart where it ranks steels um, out of... Uh, they just, like... You'll see. Edge Retention got 8 out of 10. Corrosion Resistance got 6 out of 10. Ease of Sharpening, 5 out of 10. So this is uh, one of your easier-to-sharpen knives. A lot of knives in this sort of... Uh, edge retention range should get twos and ones out of tens so this is for its edge retention pretty easy to sharpen i've sharpened this on my falcon even dc3 uh whetstone although it's a dry stone anyways um it sharpens very nicely i wasn't a terribly huge fan of the factory edge it was a bit steep for me i sharpened it out to a bit shallower and it is just it wasn't too hard to do and it was now it's beautiful it strops up to a beautiful edge knife informer lists it as a powdered steel while other sources claims made using micro melt technology either way it produces either way it produces nearly identical results and this is a bit of a um how to say I'm trying to think of the word variation of D2. So, uh, it, they add different stuff, they, they mixed it up, made did it with a powder or micro-melt, however they, I don't know, got conflicting sources. Anyway, it got, um, it over doubles the amount of cuts it, that Cedric and Etta did. So, D2 did 120 cuts before it quit reliably sizing paper, and this did 295, so definitely a good step up. And D2 is sort of my median 
my benchmark. If it, if it cuts more than D2, I'm good to go with it for an ETC blade steel. So that's about all for the Techno 2. Overall, I really, really, really love it. It's This is one of my favorite knives so far. Um, this is the end of the first Knife Nerds podcast episode. See, see ya.